What's good, everybody? This your boy, Bruce, and you're listening to For The Norm Podcast. Man, I hope everybody had a great weekend. I uh, hope everybody enjoyed the game. Uh, hope your team won, but I had no dog in that fight, so I was just rooting for Brady, I guess. But, uh, man, this is my first day back at work from vacation, and I must say I'm ready to go home already. But anyway, man, if you haven't checked out my podcast, go to my Instagram page at detailman underscore 34. Just hit the link in the bio and it will take you to my podcast. I'm on three different platforms. You can check me out on Anchor, uh, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. I am trying to create a IG page for Further Norm, for my, for my podcast Further Norm. Um, we'll keep you guys posted on that. But anyway, man, let's get into this segment. I just want to talk about doing your best no matter what you're paid, no matter what the job is. And I sit back and I think about how far I, uh, I, I came from kid you not man shit I was maybe 20 in my 20s and still slacking on my job but I always wanted more pay but never wanted to do the work and the one thing I always used to look at is you know supervisors don't do nothing why you know they getting paid but we doing all the work and you know they're making more than us and they're not really doing anything I always wanted to be a supervisor but when I turned 20, I believe, and I had my first child, I was working. I got my first job. I was making $7.75 an hour, and I was fueling planes. And I was working uh, 7 uh, what are those, 712s. I was working 7 on, 7 off. It was kind of like working on the river. You know, you, you may work 14 on and three off, something like that, but this year you work seven days on, you work seven days off, but I would always go in three days out of my off day, you know, to make make some extra money. But I never worked, I never, put my all into it because of the amount of money that I was making. You know, I did what I was supposed to do. I did my job. Never went above and beyond anything like that. You know, it was a cool job. Great job. Um, things happened. That we moved. And then I went to Florida. 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 I'm sorry. And I couldn't find a job. And you got to understand, man, it was just me, my wife, and my newborn baby. It was, it was, uh, he was born in March. We moved in June, I believe. June of the, uh, the same year. And I couldn't find a job. It was just me and my wife. Well, she was my girlfriend then. It was just me and my girlfriend. And uh, I, got a, I got a job through the temp service at Grove's. A store called Grocery Supply Warehouse, and I was making 
$5.25 an hour. But given my priorities, given my situation, I bust my ass for that $5.25 an hour. And you wouldn't imagine how it feel to make $5.25 an hour and you still had to pay, we still had to pay rent, we still had to pay utilities, and I think we, we I don't think I know we was on food stamps. Um, and so I remember one time, man, we went we went to the mall, and I kid you not, people, the only thing that we can buy at the mall was some candy out of the candy store. That was it. We didn't have no extra money. We had nothing. Literally, we had nothing. Um, and things got so bad, you know, me and my girlfriend, we split up, so we decided to move back uh, to Louisiana. But the crazy thing about it, the week before we were about to move, the job came to me and they said, man, we want to hire you on, we want to hire you on permanently because of the work you did. You know, um, if anybody worked in the warehouse and it was an order selector or whatnot, they know they give you a grace period. They hit a certain, a certain percentage uh, at work. And when I first started at this warehouse, I was in the, I was in the, um, the dry section where it was hot. And if you live in Florida, you know Florida is hot as hell. And I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you, I couldn't make it. <laughs> I could not do it. So I, I went to my man and said, man, could I go to the, to, you know, to the freezer? And he was like, okay, we'll see what we can do. Put me in the freezer, bam. You know, I'm at 175% an hour. 175, between 150, 175% an hour. I was only on the job for a month and a half. And they gave you a 90 day grace period to hit, the, to hit, to hit 117. And I was doing between 150 and 175 an hour, cases per hour. And a, a week before we, we we decided to move back to Louisiana, they came to me. They offered me the position, and I mean it was it was like I think it was like eight eight almost nine dollars an hour. And um, I decided not to take it. Went back to you know move back to Louisiana. But man, um, you gotta. You know, if, if you have to sacrifice some things in life, don't just think this because you're making a certain amount of money, that's all that job requires. Like, man, go in and give your all. I don't care if you're making $3 an hour. You look at waiters. Waiters bust their ass for the money that they make because they need the tips. I mean, I tip, I tip waiters $20. If you're a good waiter, if you're, you know, you ain't gotta be excellent. Just a good waiter, you're always, you know, checking on it. That's $20 right there. So it don't matter the amount of money that you make, you should always do the best job possible because you never know who's watching. I'll give you another example. I was working uh, uh, for a company uh, this, uh, let's say Coca-Cola I was working for Coca-Cola and I kid you not you know when I first started thing was rocky being late from work and whatnot supervisor gave me many of the breaks just because I was you know I, I did my job 
but one day he called me and he said, man, you're missing another day. I had to write you up, you know, and um, the next day I didn't miss, but I was late. But he, he gave me a pass uh, because, you know, my battery died and I had to buy a new battery. But um, I'm doing my work. About three months went by. My manager, you know, he's walking down the, he's walking down the hall with a guy. Never, never seen the guy before in my life. So my manager uh, walked down and said, Bruce, I want you to meet such and such. I'm like, how you doing? He said, you know what this is? I'm like, no, sir. He said, this is the VP of the company. This was 2011. Around, I want to say around September of 2011. And he walked down the aisle and he introduced me to the guy, me and the, me and the vice president of the company. You know, we talked for about 30 minutes. He like, man, you know, your manager and other your colleagues around you speak very highly of you keep doing what you do, you go forward in this company. And I took that and ran with it. I was making, um, I think I was making, how much was I making? I want to say about eleven twenty-five an hour, but I, I had commission. So with that eleven twenty-five an hour, I was bringing home about, well, I didn't say bringing home, I was making about 1800 bringing home about 13 1100 every two weeks. And I took that and ran with it. You know, I filled out for a position at the, at, a, at a, cause I was trying to get closer to my house. And my nice supervisor came to me and said, Bruce, man, I know you filled out for this position, but look, I think you'll be good for this warehouse lead position. And like, man, I don't know about that. He said, man, look, go home, think about it, talk about it with your wife. He said, I know you would be a great uh, candidate for this position. I like, all right, cool. Filled out for it. Now, mind you, I had two interviews two black supervisors the first supervisor he like well i just wanted to see who you were kid you not no joking at all dude was like i just wanted to see who you were sorry about that beeping my, i'm in my work truck and uh he said i'm he's, he's like, he said, i'm not gonna hire you i just wanted to see you know see who you were and pretty much that was it like so you wasted all of my time so then I interviewed the other supervisor three days, three nights before, three days after that. And I kid you not, man, we sitting in there in the interview, we did not mention nothing about the job at all. <laughs> and before the interview was over with, I said, well, you know, we haven't said anything about a job. And he told me straight up, we said, I don't need to talk to you about a job. I already know who you are. And y'all don't know how that made me feel. And I was like, what you mean? He like, I knew you before you even got here. You say the guy who told you about the position, I used to be his supervisor and he called me personally and told me about you. And I'm like, damn. So people are always watching what you do at your job. You know, just because you're not making the money that, that you want to make, you still should perform the job that you're doing to the best of your ability because you never know who's watching you. Even when I became a lead, I was confused for a while, but then I got invited and it was like, Bruce, we want you to come to Dallas with us to learn this new system we about to put in, put in, in place at the company.
And mind you, it was two two warehouse leads that night. And my manager told me, he said, I want you to come personally. He said, I think you'll do a good job on this of helping get it implemented. Then on top of that, he, he, he man, I'm telling you, like, I won't say doors open, but it changed a lot financially for me and my family. And, you know, as I said, I got invited to Dallas. And around this time, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't off on weekends. I was just working maybe off Wednesday and off one day at one my Sunday or however it went. Guy called me in the office. He like, man, look, because I kid you not, man, I was working from four in the afternoon around this time. The warehouse wasn't situated. So I was working from four in the afternoon to about 11.30 in the morning. <laughs> Go home, get some sleep, I'm right back there at 3.30. Supposed to be there at four, but I'm back at three thirty. And I wasn't doing it every day. Maybe three, four, three, four times. Man, say maybe three times out the week. And he called me off. He said, "Man, look, I'm gonna start letting you off on weekends." And my wife was so excited. I was excited, you know, because uh, it showed me that my work is paying off. And that's all I see, man. Don't, let's say this, do not work hard because you're not making that much money. You have to start somewhere. It's just like crawling before you walk. If you're making five twenty-five an hour, you understand, I went from making $7.75, $7.75 an hour to leaving one company, going to make $5.25 at a temp service. Back to that same company when I when I returned back to Louisiana. Ended up going somewhere else making, uh, I think at Win Dixie Warehouse I was making, it started off with nine something, but within a month and a half, they bumped me up to 12 14 because I was hitting my numbers. And just because you don't start off at $14, $15 an hour doesn't mean you shouldn't perform your job the best of your ability. People are always watching you. And people are going to hit on you. And I think that's kind of the stigma is that if you do if you do good, you're kissing ass. Dude told me that one time. You know... He say, but you say you kissing ass. I said, well, I'm kissing the right ass. If you want to say I'm kissing ass, I'm doing my work. I'm at work on time. I'm here 30 minutes early every day. I was supposed to be here for 9 a.m. I'm here at 8:30. I'm hitting my numbers. I'm doing whatever I need to do. I'm at work every day. I'm working overtime every week for a year and a half. I'm working OT. So, you know, they're looking at that. But don't, don't just say. I'm not going to do this job because it don't pay me enough. I'm just going to do this bare minimum. Nah, man. You can, you know, if you're trying to get ahead in life, you have to put your best foot forward. Because that builds you up for that next position. That, you know, that, that helps you to become stronger in, in the next phase of your life. It helps you become disciplined. 
I remember I was, a, like I said, I was the lead at Coke. And one night, man, it was so overwhelming. And if, you know, if people hear this and know, work with me at Coke, they know what I'm talking about. It was so overwhelming at night sometimes, I couldn't really take it. And my supervisor came, he said, man, look, he said, just look at it like this. It's preparing you for something better. He said, it's teaching you how to handle adversity. It's teaching you how to back up and just sit there and, and focus without getting mad and putting your thoughts together how to get things situated correctly. And I really think, think I'm really thankful for having a black supervisor. You know, it's one that really cared about what I was doing. Uh, one that seemed when I wasn't, you know, um, really into my job, how to sit down and talk to me and, and let me know, you know, man, do this, do this. Um, just, you know, just take your time and, and, and learn what you're doing. So don't never not do your job to the best of your ability. Don't matter the amount of money you make, you're still supposed to do the job and it's molding you for something better in the future. It could be molding you for, molding you and preparing you for your own business. It could be providing you structure for your own business. You know, I tell my sons all the time, man, you know, they out of plan first. Did I do it? No. But you learn from my mistakes. I made mistakes, so now I'm passing. So now I'm, I'm able to tell them what not to do. You know, you want to you wanna be a business person? Take these steps to become a business person. You know, my son is my son is a barber. Hopefully, uh, within a month or two, he'll be cutting in somebody's shop. You know, but during these times, he have to understand what he want to do. I was talking to him the other day, like, man, you you know, your mind. I mean, your ambition is, is you know, is great, but you know, you're you're on zero. You're on step zero, and your brain is on step twenty. Get to one first. Then start thinking about two, three, four, and five. Don't try to jump from zero to 20, you know, because it's never going to work out for you. You're always going to fail. Now, it may work for some people, but do you really want to go through life always succeeding? I mean, honestly, it's... Because when you fail, you may kill your damn self. Because you don't know how to overcome that failure. But this your boy, Bruce, man. Just trying to give y'all a little knowledge. Uh, like I say, man. It doesn't matter how much money you make, always perform your job to the best of your abilities. And I promise you, you will succeed in life. Success doesn't define how much money you make. Success doesn't define the type of person that you are. It doesn't def Success doesn't uh, define the type of vehicle you drive. 
the media, the rappers, or whoever, they put that into society, making it seem like this is the only way you can be successful, but it's not. You can work a regular job and afford that Benz if you want. You can work a regular job and afford that Corvette. You just have to take steps to getting into what, getting what you want out of life. If you start off at $5 an hour, that next year you may jump up to $8 an hour. Year after that, you may jump up to $10-11. But the thing is, it's a process. Nobody wants to wait for the process. Everybody just want to jump right in to $20 an hour and then get mad because they have this much work. And still mad because, oh, well, you know, and we all know how people think. Man, they only paying me $20. This ain't enough money to do all this work. I make $24 an hour. I'm home by 11. So I get to chill all day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't I don't work for overtime. If I get it, cool. Well, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say that. Let me backtrack. I do about 45, 46 hours a week. I don't want to steal the company time. If I if I do my job correctly, I make the hours if I needed the hours. If I needed 51 hours, uh, 55 hours, I know how to make 55 hours. I would do extra work to make 55 hours. If I have eight hours worth of work, I'm not gonna do that work in 12 hours stealing time. Let me do my job and go about my business. If I know we have something extra, let me do my job, go get my second load, go knock that out, then go about my business. But I just wanted to add that, man. It's your boy, Bruce. You're listening to Further Knowing Podcast. Again, you can check out my podcast by going to my Instagram page at detailman underscore 34. Hit the link in the bio. It will take you to my podcast. I'm on three different platforms. Like I say, I'm on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Also, you can check out my Cigar Smoke 42 uh, Instagram page. Uh, this, that's basically the type of cigars I smoke, type of bourbon and whiskey that I drink. May have some food on there that, that I cook with and prepare for my, my family to eat. But uh, other than that, man, it's been nice talking to y'all. And once again, man, you are very important. And always put your best foot forward no matter what you do in life. Peace.